0: Our gospel for today comes from Luke, the fifth chapter. Once while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light to my path. Grace to you and peace from God, our creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I once heard this story about a man named Charlie. Charlie was a new retiree greeter at the local grocery store but he just couldn't seem to get to work on time. Every day he was 5, 10, 15 minutes late, but he was a really good worker, really tidy, clean-shaven, sharp-minded, a real credit to the company, and obviously was good at demonstrating their older first-person-friendly policies. One day, his boss, Jim, called him into the office for a talk. Charlie, I have to tell you, I like your work ethic. You do a bang-up job, but your being late so often is quite bothersome. Yes, I know, boss, I'm working on it, Charlie said. Well, good, you are a team player. That's what I like to hear. It's odd, though, you're coming in late. I know you're retired from the armed forces. What did they say if you came in late there? And Charlie replied, they said, good morning, Admiral. Can I get you a cup of coffee? Now, I bring this story up this morning for two reasons. First, I, like Jim, and I'm sure many of you have misjudged others. I've gotten mad or frustrated with people before I knew their story, their culture, the reasoning behind the way they act or think. This especially seems to happen to me when I'm driving on the freeway and someone stomps on their brake all of a sudden or cuts me off. However, I've also been misjudged and judged by others as Charlie was. Maybe some of you have as well. I've been in the situation where people took one look at me and thought I was too young, too naive, too female to be a pastor. Even though I went through seminary and got a Master of Divinity degree just like everyone else who was a pastor in the ELCA. And when these things happen to me, when I'm misjudged, or I misjudge others, it's easy for me to slip into the mentality that I'm not enough. I need to be better, smarter, tougher. I need to fix myself somehow, like I'm not worthy to be a pastor. And the second reason I brought this story of Charlie and Jim up is because it reminds me to expect the unexpected. When I take time to get to know other people and their stories or open myself up to new experiences, I often find new and unexpected understandings about other people, as well as discover new things about myself sometimes that I didn't realize. This is especially true in my life of faith. God continues to surprise me in the ways God puts new people into my life and my path. God continues to open doors for me and my family that I wouldn't have even thought possible. And what's interesting about our scripture readings for today is that both this feeling of not being worthy, as well as this idea of expecting the unexpected, show up in all three of our lessons for today. First, we hear the call story of Isaiah where Isaiah has a vision from God that he is before the throne of God, among these beautiful winged seraphs, they call them, all praising God in this amazing temple that's filled with smoke, which is uh, a sign of divine presence in the Old Testament. And Isaiah's first thought, like many other leaders that God calls throughout Scripture, is, gosh, I'm not worthy to be here. I'm not worthy to be in this place with God. I've made so many mistakes, and I'm not strong enough or holy enough or even good enough to be in God's presence. And then, instead of simply finding someone else or ending the vision, God does the unexpected. Isaiah, Isaiah excuse me, needs to feel worthy. So God helps him to feel worthy. As part of the vision, God sends one of the seraphs to touch his lips with a piece of coal and tells him that this blots out all of his mistakes and makes him clean. And then, having received this amazing grace of God, this forgiveness, and feeling freed from all of his past mistakes, he is willing to go and do what God has called him to do, bring a difficult message to God's people. It is the same feeling of overwhelming grace that allows Paul in our New Testament lesson to accept the calling that God has given him as well. As you might remember, Paul was formerly known as Saul, and his job was to persecute and basically murder Christians in the early church. And he was very good at it. Now you might think, why would God call this murderer to be a disciple? Well, once again, when it comes to God, expect the unexpected. In this case, God comes to Saul in a radical way. Jesus actually appears to Saul while he is traveling on the road and blinds him with a light and talks to him and tells him to stop persecuting him by way of persecuting the Christians and the people who believe in Jesus. Instead, God wants Saul to spread the gospel of Jesus to the Gentiles, though Saul doesn't know this quite yet. And then, Peter, and then Saul becomes blind for three days and then sends Ananias to go and help him. And through this life-altering experience, Paul believes and answers the call to help spread the gospel of Jesus Christ and become a church planter of all things. And it turns out he's really good at it. He has the gifts to do what God asked. And God knew this. Though he still frequently writes about his struggles with his own sin. In today's lesson, he writes that he is the least of all apostles. And while he knows that he has been forgiven and has received God's grace, he still struggles with sins. He still feels unworthy to be called I'm sure many of us have had that feeling as well. Simon Peter feels the same way in our gospel story for today. He's just a simple fisherman who is nice enough to let Jesus use his boat to teach from. But he's not so sure about this guy yet. I mean, he could really be, could he really be as big a deal as everyone makes him out to be, this Jesus character? Perhaps he even misjudges Jesus at first, thinking he's just like every other wandering prophet. So God, once again, does the unexpected to help Simon Peter believe. Because once again, Jesus and God sees the gifts that Simon Peter has and wants Simon Peter to join them in their efforts to spread the good news of God's love and grace. So Jesus tells Simon Peter to go fishing and let down their nets for a catch. Now Simon Peter and his fellow fishermen have been fishing all night and have caught nothing. Simon Peter is tired, which means, and because they caught nothing, they didn't make any money that day to help feed their families, pay rent, whatever it may be. And on top of this, they'd already washed and cleaned the net so they'd be all ready to go for the next night. Simon Peter is ready to go home and sleep. But out of respect for this traveling teacher, as well as maybe a little bit of hope that they would have at least a small catch to make a little money that day, he did what Jesus asked. And boy, did God deliver in a big way. It says they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats until they began to sink. And Simon Peter responds to this miracle by saying that he is not worthy to be in the presence of Jesus. To which Jesus replies, Don't be afraid, don't worry. I want you to come with me and fish for people, be my disciple. And Simon, Peter, James, and John got up, left everything, and followed Jesus. I have to say, I don't know if I'd be willing to do that. So to sum up, in our lessons for today, God calls a person of unclean lips, a murderer and former persecutor of the church of God, and three fishermen who couldn't catch a thing. If God says that they are worthy to be called, perhaps we are worthy too. In each of these stories, God does a radical, amazing, unexpected thing to help the people know that God loves them and gives them grace so that they know and will always remember that God has made them worthy. And in our story, God has done the same thing. Our God, all-powerful, all-knowing, decided to become human and die for us on a cross, blotting out our sin, making us worthy to be disciples as well. As Christians in the world today, we are called to fish for people too. We, like Isaiah, have been given a difficult message to speak. Justice in an unjust world. Love in a world filled with fear and hatred. And inclusion in a world filled with exclusion. It's a tall order for sure. And sometimes we do not feel qualified or worthy enough to do this work that we have been called to. We can get stuck in our minds that we are not enough. And that can prevent us From moving forward, from doing great things. But when that happens, when we get those thoughts in our brains that we are not enough, we've made too many mistakes, instead of giving up, I want you to look at the cross. And whenever you see the cross, I want you to tell yourself, I am worthy. God has made me worthy. I am enough. Even say it out loud if you need to. Because Christ makes us worthy. And when we are worthy and follow Christ to the best of our abilities, we can expect the unexpected when we work together as called, forgiven, and grace-filled people of God. Amen.